0: Welcome to Jay Mosley Ministries Transformational Living Podcast. I'm Jackie Mosley, your host, and thank you for tuning in today. And I pray that your day is filled with God's presence, peace, and joy. This biblical podcast discussion is it's not us versus them, it's we. I'm talking about racism, racial hatred part one that will consist of thought provoking biblical truth to inspire you to study and search the scriptures to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good
1: and acceptable
0: and perfect will of God. I am dedicating this podcast discussion to the commemoration of Black History Month. So go with me on this journey of biblical truth and look to the Word of God. For there is a vast difference between the values this world perceives and what the Lord commands as valuable. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your grace and your mercy, for dying on the cross to save us from our sins and to reconcile us to a right standing with you, giving us a new life. And Lord, we thank you that all people of all creeds, all nations, and every tribe and tongue were created by you. For it was you who hath made us and not we ourselves. And that your creation of the human race is very good. God, we pray for your healing power to mend broken hearts and ask for you to restore the losses of jobs, careers, businesses, and relationships from the evil work of racism. Father, protect and bring to justice all those who are working in hostile discriminatory and retaliatory work environments. God, we ask that you break up the fallow ground and turn the stony hearts of racial hatred into hearts of flesh softened with your love and compassion for all humanity. Turn what the devil meant for evil into good for your purpose and for your glory. God bless the listeners today. Open up their ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our podcast scriptures for this discussion will be coming from Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 17 Acts chapter 10 verse 34 Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 23 Romans chapter 3 verses 23 and and 24 excuse me <clears throat> John chapter 8 verse 44 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. James chapter 1, verses 4 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 25, verse 45. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. And any other scriptures mentioned throughout this episode. Today, this discussion is about that old sin of racism that will be discussed from a spiritual perspective as well. There's not time to discuss American slavery that was connected to the cruelty and evil of racism. Slave owners twisted and maligned the Bible to justify slavery and their horrific acts of violence, brutality, and injustice that occurred in those days. The reasons and purpose of American slavery was not biblical and the Bible condemned the actions of slave owners and all other participants for their unjust and barbaric treatment of slaves. I was thinking about this. It, it just hit me and uh, I want to share this with you <clears throat> If God wanted to create separate planets to segregate the races of people, he would have in the beginning, right? But here is the issue with this, with with people that seem to think that segregation is a solution to racial hatred. Uh, The word of God begs to differ with that. The issue with segregating races of people is that the same problems that we experience living together on the same planet will exist on separate planets. Why is that? Because sin is in the hearts of all people. There will be white-on-white crime on their separate planet. There will be black-on-black crime on their separate planet. There will be Asian-on-Asian crime on their separate planet, and etc. The outcome will still be the same God created freedom, amen. Amen. God created freedom, and He is very concerned about the just treatment of people because God hates injustice by the fact that God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to what? Free those who believe on his name from the bondage and slavery of sin. My God, today, God has continuously delivered the Israelites of old from bondage and slavery to other nations. God created human beings with a free will partly which is the opportunity to make decisions or choices that affects destiny. The world's current sinful state is directly linked to choices made by Adam and Eve who are our parents whose sin we have inherited God created mankind in his own image and that included the ability to choose and since God created human beings to be free no one no one nobody has the right to place human beings in bondage and if you do, God will come against you to free those who are held in bondage or captivity against their will. In the Old Testament, social justice was at the heart of Israel's identity. And part of the big picture of God's justice. The people of God were mandated to live justly and correct injustice of any kind that was found among them. God mandated certain people to speak up about the social injustice of Israel and the nations around it. These people were not given a special calling to adhere to standards higher than the law, but they were called to speak up among a people blinded by its own injustice. So in commemoration of Black History Month, I would like to take a moment to recite a few portions of the I Have a Dream message from the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered on August 28, 1963 that declared the end of segregation and the chains of discrimination of Negro slaves. So would you... Bear with me for a moment as we reflect back on this great message that was a beacon of light and hope for the Negro people. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation of Proclamation. Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon of light and hope to millions of Negro slaves who have been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But there is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold, which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. My God, today. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk We must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied as long as our bodies, heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men mm, are created equal. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. And when this happens and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. My God today. My God, my God. With the civil rights work and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other activists who fought for the cause of humanity, for the cause of equality, for the cause of justice, Righteousness and freedom. More work still needs to be done today in this country. My God, my God. For racism continues to be problematic and a sad reality in the year 2023. Racism is alive today because it is living in the hearts and minds of people that is carried out in their actions and their decisions and in their conduct. It's sad because this country will never, ever realize Or come into true blessing. Why is that? Because the moment we deny, block, or stop opportunity for anyone because of their race and ethnicity, we don't know what blessings we are refusing. My God, today, we could be refusing the cure to cancer. We don't know that little black boy or black girl or, or Hispanic little girl or little boy or Asian little girl, little boy who is denied education based on their race and ethnicity. We don't know if God deposited the cure for cancer in, in in any of those children or people or even adults. We don't know that. We don't know. My God, today, we could be refusing the solution to the national debt. Hmm. That's a thought for all of us to think about. As believers, we know that true freedom is in Christ. John chapter 8 verses 31 and 32 reads, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye My disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. My God today. It's not us versus them. It's we. It's we. That is what God wants us all to understand. That we should not be against one another. That's what versus means against. My God today. But we are all on the same planet together. We all have to live together. My goodness today. My God. It's not us versus them. It's we. We. God has been good to all of us. And God has given mankind the knowledge and wisdom to solve and resolve complex medical, legal, business, and societal problems and issues in our country. And God's goodness in our lives should spill over into other people's lives without regard to race and ethnicity. Listen, we do not have the right to devalue and render anyone's life as worthless based on our lofty and arrogant opinions. We are not God God is the supreme ruler and creator of the universe. God created all human beings in his own image. Psalm 139 and 14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth Right, well, my god, we are all held accountable to God and we are all subject to His moral laws. God did not create human beings to be property owned by other human beings, God is the maker and creator of human life and he alone is the owner of the human race people are not things they are human beings made in the image of god they are people are human beings they came into being by the breath of God God breathed his breath of life into us and we became a living soul we belong to God so being made in the image of God is to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. God created us to walk with him, to talk with him, to discover his attributes and bless the world from that perspective. To act justly is to hold ourselves to a higher standard than our old sin nature We seek to learn God's commands so we can obey them. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. You Go back and read that scripture. My God today. To love mercy is to become channels of the same mercy and grace that rescued us. Titus 3 and 5 talks about that. We offer forgiveness to those who offend us. And leave the final judgment to God. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 talks about that. We walk humbly with our God when we stay close to Him. My goodness. In good times and in bad times. Thanking Him for every good gift and running to Him when we feel threatened. Mm. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 And Proverbs 18 and 10. When we walk humbly with our God, what happens is that we store up treasure in heaven as we seek to know and follow His will. By living our lives on earth for God's glory, we can one day step in His presence knowing that we have fulfilled the purpose for which he created us 1st Timothy chapter 6 verses 18 and 19 Matthew chapter 6 and 20 and Luke chapter 19 verse 17 so i want to encourage those who have been hurt or harmed by Racism. If you are going through a situation right now that involves racism, I want you to know that God sees and knows your situation. And He will help you. He will deliver you. He will heal you. And He will restore you. Keep praying and be strong in the Lord for God will see you through. He will see you through. And I'm not saying something that I personally have not experienced. These words I'm speaking to you today, (laughs) they're not empty because I am a witness to the power of God. That is Part of my testimony, as a black woman, I work in corporate America, and racism soaks in corporate America on a hidden, covert level. There have been times throughout my career where I have seen the Lord work on my behalf many times in many different situations. God has vindicated me. I am a witness to God's vindication, to his delivering power, his healing and restoration power. I am a witness. I have experienced God's power. My God, today, I have worked in some terrible environments down through the years. I was mistreated because of my skin color and other reasons unbeknownst to me. And in addition to the racial cruelty, I was also treated with contempt because I'm a believing Christian, which added another layer of suffering. My God, today. And to add insult to injury, I was even mistreated and betrayed by those who claimed to be a Christian in some of those work environments. Who I thought were my spiritual allies, but turned out they were not for me at all. They dealt with me deceitfully. And that was really crushing blow for me that was very heartbreaking because when you deal with people deceitfully that's a, a that's a characteristic of the devil that's his work but on the other hand I have to say this I have worked with some of the most wonderful wonderful people who treated me with much respect who mentored me, who trained me, who deposited knowledge in me and allowed me and enabled me to professionally grow and blossom. And that let me know, my God, today, there is still some good in humanity and that God still has people who stand and live righteously for the equality of all people. My God, today. Jeremiah 22 and 3 says, Thus says the Lord, Do justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, and do no wrong or violence to the resident alien the fatherless and the widow nor shed innocent blood in this place. My God today. I also want to say this is that we must forgive. Forgiveness is not an option. It is required. Because in your forgiveness, God will heal your heart, God will heal your mind, and God will heal your spirit. Yes, He will. He will do it. God will show up for you. God will vindicate because he promises in Romans 12 and 19 that says, Do not avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. My God today, trust and believe when you allow God's vengeance. When he shows up for you, it will cause your faith to grow in him. Because you will then know that God is sitting high and looking low. And he sees your situation. And he knows what you're going through. And that will let you know that God is with you. Yes, he is with you. He has not abandoned you as some has, but he is with you and he will never. Oh, somebody needs to hear this. He will never ever forsake you. He will never leave you. My God, today. Mm, My God today. My goodness. So your trust in the Lord will be strengthened. And you will trust him with all your heart. And you won't lean on your understanding. Once God gives you the victory, he shows up for you. And he works things out for you. You will never be the same. My God. My God. My goodness. (laughs) My God. I'm a witness, I know. But you won't lean on your understanding and that will become real in your life. God is an avenger. He's an avenger of the weak, of the vulnerable, and the mistreated. My God, today. And so I know, I know, I know some, some of you may say, well, you don't understand what they're doing to me. Well, it doesn't matter. Because God promises to vindicate and avenge you if you let him. In other words, if you don't become vindictive, God will vindicate for you. Because the moment you try to fix your situation and you try to to be vindictive or you you be vindictive, then that's going to be your solution right there. That's what's going to happen right there. Because you tie God's hands in the moment you try to avenge yourself. And I'm not saying that Um, All people who are going through discrimination, uh, retaliation, and working in a hostile environment should never file a lawsuit. I am not saying that. That is up to you to decide because God will also use that situation for vindication. But if that's a route you want to take, that's up to you. Um, But God will avenge you if you let him. God will come to your rescue. God will bring you through the lies. Oh, I know this type of work environment. I've been in many. He'll bring you through the lies, through the falsehood, through the deception, through the hypocrisy, through the pain. My God, through the disappointment and the discouragement and disillusionment. And God will bring you out victoriously. My God, my God, my God. So do not fear, but be still and know that God sits high and that he is looking low and his eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Who? Because there is nobody greater than God. Nobody is greater than God. My God today. So don't despair. As heartbreaking as your situation may be, wait on the Lord and be of good courage And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 27 and 14. And moving right along. White folks, black folks, Hispanic folks, Asian folks, Indian folks. In some way or another... Fight and pursue to be in control, pursuing power, status, notoriety, prominence, and dominance at the cost of harming other people and even to their own hurt on which race is the best, which race is on top, which race is supreme. My God, today. But the sad reality is at the end of the day, all of this internal and external pursuing and fighting is like a chasing of the wind. It's meaningless. These things have no eternal value, it's futile. This is the spiritual. This is the spiritual. My God, today, read the book of Ecclesiastes on the life of King Solomon. And at the end of his life, he reflected. Yes, he did. He reflected on lessons learned of his vain pursuits. And he concluded with these words. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, my God, today, including every hidden thing. Oh, my God. Whether it is good or evil, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Any pursuit that does not work to further God's plan is a chasing after the wind. For whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. But remember, remember, oh, remember that this life today is temporary. It will pass away. God said it. And we need to believe it. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will be eternal. Romans three twenty three and 24 declares that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Meaning that mankind is universally guilty before God. We as human beings have demonstrated our ungodliness by suppressing the truth of God in unrighteousness with the evil of racism. God has not hidden himself, but has revealed himself through his creation. To mankind. We have no excuse. For racism. My God today. But God in his goodness and mercy. Offers universal justification. By his grace through the redemption. That is in Christ Jesus. Jesus redeemed mankind from the sin of racism. My God, today, my God, racism was nailed to the cross where Jesus died. It was conquered and overcame. My God, today. So to those who have faith in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross are no longer what? Slaves. To racism. We have received freedom from the power of racial hatred through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My God, today. So it is a historical fact that in America, black people were enslaved by white people of the Caucasian descent over a long period of time. And the effects and impacts still occurs today. Partly because racism is still practiced and perpetuated in subtle and covert ways in 2023, yes, to keep black people under control. Racism has been systemized and institutionalized by the hearts of some white folks that has the same mentality as Pharaoh of the Bible days who was an Egyptian ruler that held the Israelites in slave bondage and he refused to let the Israelites go so he hardened his heart and came against God and this is the same pride and same stubbornness that exist today. People who resist God to the very end, despite the evidence, my God, that God's will will always come to pass. God's will will always prevail. And even black people have become hardened in heart. And they have racial hatred against white people. And what's bad about that is that they feel justified in their racial hatred. And that is never justifiable for anyone. Because hatred destroys the heart. My God, today, it destroys The mind and the spirit, and it destroys relationships. Oh, my goodness! So, we all have to repent and turn to God because you cannot heal with hatred in your heart. Listen. God did not create the different races of people to be against one another. I mentioned this before. God desires for all people to live and work in harmony together. That's the we part. That's the we. And how beautiful My goodness, just how beautiful will that be? And how life would be easier because unity is a beautiful thing because God is beautiful. My God, God created a a diverse people as a human race. That's the only race that we should acknowledge because it signifies one. It is we as the human race. And that is wonderful and very good. Very good. My God today. God does not make mistakes. He created diversity of people for his own sovereign reasons that we have to accept. My goodness. All our attempts to segregate and separate the races have failed miserably because it is God's will that we live together on one planet planet earth now from the Genesis account in the Garden of Eden when God created Adam and Eve God did not mention or reveal their race or ethnicity because that was not the importance of the point it was not the important factor But what was important was that Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. The message is that humanity was created in the image of God. And that all human life, all human life has worth and value. Now, back in the Bible days of the Old Testament, God split mankind into two groups, the Jews and the Gentiles. The Gentile nations contained multitudes of ethnicities of people. And it was God's intent for the Jewish nation to be a light to the Gentile nations. God chose the nation of Israel for Jesus Christ to be born as the Messiah, the Redeemer and Savior of the world. God desired the nation of Israel to be priests, prophets, and missionaries to lead the Gentile nations and peoples to Christ. But Israel failed in that task. And although they failed, God still fulfilled his purpose in bringing Jesus Christ into the world through the ancestral line of King David within the Israelite nation. This does not denote that the Jewish nation is better or superior and that the gentile nations are inferior because God does not show partiality my god today romans 2 and 11 says even the apostle peter said truly i understand that god shows no partiality In the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 24, that reads, For he himself, who is he himself? Jesus Christ is our peace, who has made both one. And who's the both? The Gentile and the Jew. He's made both one. My God. And has broken down the middle wall of separation. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. The enmity, the fighting that goes on between the two. That is the law of commandments contained in ordinances. So as to create himself one new man. My God. From the two. Thus making peace, Christ brought peace to the Jew and the Gentile. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. And that's speaking of the church. Thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off. And who was afar off, the Gentiles, and to those who were near, who were near the Jews. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Christ came and gave us peace, and he put to death the enmity between the two. My God. Jesus broke down the wall of separation. Reconciling the Jews and the Gentiles together in one body, the church, with the work of Christ on the cross. And the common denominator of salvation is our unity in Christ. And that unity is far greater than any previous differences. My God today. So see, that same power that broke down the wall of separation between Jews and Gentiles can break down the racial walls of hardness in the hearts of men and women today. Jesus Christ has the power to break down your racial hatred. He can break that down. And, and, and Jesus Christ can reconcile and restore relationships. My God, that was destroyed as a result of the, the walls of racism. My God, today. And through Jesus Christ, both Jews and Gentiles have the same access to God. Access that comes by one spirit the Holy Spirit, to the Father. Not only are Jews and Gentiles saved by the same gospel, but also have the same walk with God. One group does not have a greater access than the other. Now, I'm almost finished here. And, and I do want to say this Um I said that I was going to scale back and streamline my podcast, but my God, when I started studying uh, on this topic, the um, the revelation was just flowing. And so I, <laughs> I'm breaking this up into two or possibly even three um, podcasts because it is such a rich Um, subject matter and the Bible has so much to say um, about uh, racism. My God today. So will you all please forgive me and bear with me and and stay on this journey with me and I really pray that uh, someone has been touched uh, by this podcast and that someone has been encouraged um, to forsake their uh, racially Um, prejudice and hatred if you would forsake and repent I really pray that someone is encouraged today my God today so I'm almost finished here let's explore what is racism what is it what is racism racism is the process by which systems and policies, actions and attitudes create inequitable opportunities and outcomes for people based on race. Racism includes all the laws, policies, ideologies, and barriers that prevent people from experiencing justice dignity and equity because of their racial ethnicity it can come racism can come in the form of harassment abuse humiliation violence bullying or intimidating behavior. Racism also exists in systems and institutions that operate in ways with the power to discriminate, oppress, or limit the rights of others that leads to inequity and injustice. That is what racism is racism is evil and it has a multi it has multi dimensional aspects that intensifies its effects that is detrimental to the entire human race even to those who are racist And has been woven into multiple segments of society. Now, racism, like all other sins, right? Leads people to commit a cluster of other sins to support their sin of racism. Like killing. People who are racist have killed a lot of people. So many people have died from the past. Oh my God. And people are still dying today. Just not on that massive scale. Um, like it did back in the slavery days, racist racism causes people to steal It causes lying. People, oh, people lie so much. It causes deceit. Racism causes people to slander and defame, to control, which is, the Bible says, is equivalent to witchcraft. Racism causes people to boast. It causes hostility, bias animosity, microaggressions, belittlement, superiority, arrogance, hypocrisy, falsehood, terror, and more. I mean, the list can go on and on. And that just shows you uh, um, just how evil Racism is when all these other sins are born out of that one sin of racism. The evil of racism is a stronghold that is not in the open to be easily exposed or overthrown. It is subtle on the covert level. Racism is encastled entrenched behind fortified walls with strong defenses and when I mean fortified walls and entrenched in castle I mean in the hearts of those who are racist my God today my God the human government has made racism and discrimination very difficult to prove and the reason for that is so that racism can stay alive and continue to be perpetuated because because it's very difficult to prove some people who have really been victims of racism and discrimination you know it's designed to make them give up and give in If they have any, you know, claims, they don't want to follow through with it because it's so difficult to prove. But Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Racism is a high thing in the minds of people that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. But we as God's people we need to bring every thought. If if we have Racist thoughts, we need to bring those thoughts into captivity and to the obedience of Christ. So, what does this mean? This means that we are in a spiritual war, and racism is a weapon the devil uses to corrupt the goodness of God's human creation. So philosophers and college professors and psychiatrists in the world conducted their studies and believe that because some forms of racism are so entrenched and considered normal that most people don't know or realize they are racist. They don't know or realize they are prejudiced. They don't know or realize they are discriminating against others. Well, I have some other news about that. Because the scriptures do not teach that. The scriptures do not teach that. The truth of the matter is that people do not like accountability. And they pretend they don't know what they are doing. And this goes back to what I mentioned early in the podcast that this is called suppression of the truth in unrighteousness that Paul spoke of in Romans 1 that reads for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness And that's the tablet one side of the commandments. And unrighteousness. That's the tablet two side, I believe, of the commandments of men. Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. That means they know God's revealed it to them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, oh my God, so that they, who is they, mankind, all mankind, are without excuse Because although they knew God, in other words, they knew the truth because God revealed it and made it clear and plain. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their hearts, their foolish hearts were darkened. And we talked about the dark heart earlier. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of God, the glory, I'm sorry, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image. So they reduced God in their life into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things which are idols. Now, this takes us to another evil dimension of racism, and that is idolatry. That is the I in ism. Ism in racism is an oppressive, discriminatory attitude, belief, cause, or theory. Racist people worship their race. And they work hard to exalt their race as supreme. My God. By occupying positions of status, power, notoriety, authority, and influence to control every segment of society. Pushing out and making people of other ethnicities and races subservient. Considering their race more valuable and other races less valuable or not valuable at all. My God today, my God. So I'm going to conclude here. And I want to thank you for listening in to Transformational Living Podcast. It's not us versus them. It's we. So join me in the next episode, part two. And I will start that podcast or talk at some point in that episode about the madness and insanity of racism that is rooted in pride. And that goes back to the fall of Lucifer who said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high yet you shall be brought down to sheol to the lowest depths of the pit satan or or lucifer who became satan wanted to be like god and rise above god and you can read isaiah chapter 14 verses 13 through 15 or just read that whole chapter on the fall of Lucifer my God today last but not least again those who have been hurt or harmed by any form of racism, discrimination harassment and retaliation please know that God will restore you and help you to overcome God sees and knows the impact that racism had in your life he sees the oppressors the deceivers, the liars and he will defend avenge, intervene and vindicate you if you wait patiently on the Lord may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all God bless you and keep you is my prayer.